May 30th, 1806. Future President Andrew Jackson kills Charles Dickinson in a duel. You may want to take away from this that Jackson was a violent monster, but you should also take away from this that the duel was over a horse named Plowboy. Welcome to The Revisionists. I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. And joining us once again, uh, Denver treasure, Denver comedy champion, Nathan Lund, everyone. Hello. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. Zach, uh, thank you for being here from Chicago. Yeah, of course. Uh, I I didn't initially live in Chicago, but uh, in this time of uh, quarantine precautions, I thought it prudent to get as far away from specifically Brian as possible. <laughs> I know there's more people here than in Denver, but I thought Brian has got to mm-hmm. be, if I know one person... Who, who is co- seemingly constantly ill. Yeah, that's... Or who I just want to use any excuse to be far away from. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> listeners. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of space, <laughs> we are talking about the space race on this section of The Revisionist. I think this is our final episode about uh, ye old space race. <laughs> yep, yes, um, indeed. Um, the old space race, uh, spelled with an E on the end of every word, um, and another is, E. Would you say that this is the this is the final chapter because it's been uh, definitively proven that space won the space race? Yes. <laughs> space won. We yeah. did not. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, <laughs> It looked like we had space on the on the ropes for a little bit, but yeah, we put a couple points on the board uh, in the late '60s, but uh, space came back with a vengeance, baby. <laughs> yeah, we looked good and then got cocky, and it was like, oh yeah, space decided to just dominate and squash it pretty yeah, quick. Space yeah. is just the Undertaker at this point. I mean, we did a good job with obviously Apollo 11 was a big win for us. Uh, we managed a victory during the Space Jam of the mid '90s, but besides that. <laughs> kind of, we, we just haven't been pulling it, pulling it off. Um, no, uh, this podcast, for those of you who uh, are unfamiliar, is uh, a comedy history podcast where we talk about a person or event from history. Uh, one person gives the true government-sanctioned story of that person or event, and the other uh, person gives a crazy bullshit bananas Batman, you know, uh, Bilbo Baggins version. (laughs) And uh, at the end, we vote on what becomes the true history of this beautiful, bright, blue, bullient (laughs) marble that we call the Earth going forward. Um. Before we cover old news and previous victors, uh, we're actually gonna we're gonna do a little out of order and, and do some plugs up front for uh, special causes this week. Yeah, um, we are recording this actually the day before it's released, uh, May 29th. Um, obviously, um, with the protests over the. Um, murder of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor uh, by police. Uh, we wanted to 
uh, es- eschew our normal plugs uh, for our bullshit and ask people if they have extra money to kick it over to the uh, Minnesota Freedom Fund, which is running a bail fund for uh, protesters, uh, specifically in Minneapolis. And, <clears throat> excuse me, the, um, sorry, I wrote down the actual name, the Louisville, Louisville Commun- Community Bail Fund, um, which is where Breonna Taylor was killed. Um, and I will put links to those in the show notes. Uh, so, yeah, um, please, if you, if you can, uh, please throw some money that way. Um, it, it's a small way to help from afar. And yeah, that's, it's hard to find ways to feel better about that right now, but it's an important thing to do. Uh, yeah. Um, additionally, uh, have we, did we, did I, did we properly introduce our guest for this week at any point? <laughs> I did. So, I said he was a Denver treasure. Okay, great. Okay. I, I had a space, I spaced it for a second. I was like, did we, I just want to make sure yeah, we no, covered no, our we bases <laughs> prior to getting this deep into the show and I make know. him just wait <laughs> yeah, while we yeah. talked about very serious subject matter. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah but I, I thought maybe you would, uh, if you have any causes you were going to mention i was going to let you go ahead and then i i was going to maybe add a one or two uh well we've also obviously been plugging away at uh things like giving blood or Mm -hmm. giving funds for say people who uh have been put out of work or cannot go to work or have been unable to recently because of uh the covid uh quarantine um it's a shitty time y'all but there's a lot to donate to uh that uh there's a lot of people that need help right now uh people are sick people are getting killed by the police and people are out of work um so yeah uh, give blood donate to corona relief uh efforts uh whatever you can yeah and i i would just add that uh there's a there's also a um, similar defense type fund for the Denver protesters that have been arrested or injured so far there there's, there's, I think just, you know, a handful, but I'm sure that both of those things are going to continue to happen. So, uh, if you want to do a local thing and you're in Denver, you could consider that. But, um, also I know that there's a GoFundMe for the family of George Floyd and it, um, you know, is being shared and, and is getting a lot of attention, but I think anybody that wants to donate to them, to the, to his family is not a bad idea either. Well, let's toss one more on there. It's getting to be kind of this time of year where we start saying, if you aren't registered to vote, go ahead and do that. Uh, Even if you're not thrilled with the top, you know, top choices, you know, for the big, for the presidential race, local elections are supremely important and can make a lot of difference in stuff like uh, how police brutality is handled on a local level. So uh, it's always, always worth it to register and to vote. So yeah. Yeah. Um, have, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say uh, that being said, <laughs> we could move on to a comedy podcast about oh, butts and <laughs> let's see. Uh, space tragedies. 
cool. In uh, less pressing uh, in less pressing matters, uh, the Apollo 11 episode, which released four weeks ago, uh, we have the results for that. Um, and the alternate history uh, provided by Bridget Callahan uh, emerged the victor. So uh, we, we also have the results for the uh, Apollo 13 episode released two weeks ago. Uh, two episodes that were not bummers back to back. And in the Apollo 13 episode, uh, the real history uh, won out. Um, but uh, bummers must occur in this life. <laughs> so, That's right, uh, listeners. We gave you two episodes right in a row where no one died. Zero fatalities for two <laughs> episodes. Perhaps a revisionist record. <laughs> and uh, now- actually, I think we were on three at that point, right? Yeah, I think at least three. So we were we were Maybe. riding strong. Because um, um, if Sputnik came before that, there was at least Laika. Yeah, that's true. Okay, fair enough. So, uh, perhaps the saddest <laughs> death of them all. That's a, well, a real bummer. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, that makes me. That makes me think of the meme uh, where it would be space saying, uh, you know, they had us there in the first half. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, we, came, we came out hot. We came out hot. This is, this is, there's a meme of space and it's Adam Sandler saying, this is how I win from Uncontrolled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, well, actually, uh, Zach, you did mention that this is the last episode of the space race. And, uh, after this, we're going to start our mini series on uh, medical history, which is mm. probably <laughs> also going to be bummers and syphilis. So that's yeah. our slogan for the next few weeks. Um, but you know, um, it's going to be plagues. It's going to be typhoid Marys. But we'll throw a Jonas Salk in there to spice things up, make things a little happier, yeah. at least for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um well uh did this, we say uh, what week we are talking about uh suya's is i guess i is russian we as always our standard disclaimer we don't know how to pronounce any of this shit <laughs> but uh, uh, i think soyuz that's what i've been soyuz soyuz okay soyuz 11 which means union 11 in uh in russian um I won't say anymore because I don't want to spoil this juicy tale. <laughs> but Brian, I believe, has the actual history. Yes, indeed. Um, so, and listeners, I will say also, um, I mentioned we're recording this the night before it's released, which means I'm also not really going to be editing this one that much. So you get the raw, unfiltered um, huh. use of my verbal fillers. So mm-hmm. let's do this shit. Um, Revisionist half cocked. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that's the worst. Like Cinemax after dark. Like yeah, that, I, yeah. <laughs> it, it was in the vein of after dark, but uh, yeah, but naughtier. <laughs> <laughs> naughtier, but more disappointing. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's it's David Duchovny's The Red Slipper Diaries. <laughs> Everybody goes crazy for our procrastination editions of the revisionists. 
Um, well, did like you that, think we uh, put in low effort before? Wait till you get a procrastination edition. <laughs> I like I like that uh, we we would have recorded yesterday, but when I said to you guys I wanted to go to that protest, you guys were like, "Wait, uh, what protest?" And it was like, uh, "Don't worry, <laughs> the good one." Yeah, not, not there's the... two things people are protesting right now. Yeah. <laughs> One is good, yeah. and, and the <laughs> other is dumb and bad. Uh, yeah, you're like, wait a minute. Is he is he about to go down and, and demand a haircut from the governor? <laughs> we are already... So half cocked. This podcast is on the knife's edge of being canceled, and we just can't deal with that kind of controversy right now. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't um, understand. So up top, uh, I want to say my sources for this are uh, NASA, the UK National Space Center, Real Clear Science, and uh, Blessed Wikipedia. And uh, we've been going back and forth um, between the US point of view on the space race and some of the USSR um, accomplishments. Hmm. And so after... After doing Apollo 13 and Apollo 11 right in a row, we wanted to wrap up with something from the USSR. Um, Not one of their successes, though. <laughs> yeah, a bit of a mixed bag. <laughs> um, so after it's a very the, jingoistic podcast. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> we we know my tone. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> the message of this segment has been like. You know, back in the late sixties, early seventies, America was great. We had a we had a space force, and we just need to go back to those times. <laughs> you know what? Everyone was wearing loose fitting, comfortable clothes, and everything was okay. No, um, Jesus Christ! And scarves, scarves, <laughs> exactly, cravats. Um, Dickies. People look like fucking <laughs> Don Draper, and now look at them. <laughs> These hipsters with their tight pants. <laughs> why is this? Hair. Why is this the one I'm not editing? Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, clove cigarettes. <laughs> Jesus, smoke a Lucky Strike, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, after the moon landing, the USSR sort of refocused uh, to uh, they're making their main priority building an orbital space station. They were still planning on maybe doing a moon landing if their uh, N1 rocket worked, and it did not. Um, but that led to the creation of the Salyut program, uh, which was uh, their space stations. Uh, Salyut 1 uh, was the first one, uh, OBS. It aimed to answer sort of like very basic questions uh, regarding the long-term effects of weightlessness. Uh, people, some people at the time thought uh, astronauts' hearts would get, uh, quote, lazy and quit pumping blood if they were exposed to uh, no gravity environments for an extended period of time. Um, so... And uh, Salyut 1 was launched in 1971 to mark 10 years from Yuri Gagarin's flight, uh, who we talked about, Short King, Yuri Gagarin. Short King. And so the Soyuz spacecraft uh, was designed to dock with the Salyut 
um, and deliver astronauts and equipment to it. It was sort of similar to the Saturn V, um, except not as powerful because it didn't need to be. Um, Soyuz 10 was supposed to deliver the first cosmonauts to the space station, but it failed to dock properly. Um, and they had to abort the mission. So on June 6, 1971, Soyuz 11 launched from the, we'll roll the dice here, Baikonur uh, Cosmodrome in Kazakhstan. Um, you know, one thing that we have not mentioned about the space race that I love, about how, how much of a petty bitch both America and Russia were, <laughs> is that they were like, we got to have different names for it. Cosmonaut and astronaut. It's the same shit, but we can't call it the same thing. They refused. Astro or Cosmo, you got to have the knot in there, though, baby. Uh, The knot is what makes it. Um, So on board were uh, Commander uh, Georgi Dobrovolsky, uh, age 43, Flight Engineer Vladislav Volkov, uh, age 35, and Test Engineer Viktor Patsayev, age 38. Um, So launched June 6th, and then June 7th, uh, Soyuz 11 successfully docked with Salyut 1. Um, And when they first entered the space station, uh, they found the air inside was smoky and burnt. Don't know (laughs) what happened uh, exactly. (laughs) I, I have a theory. We'll get to that later. Um, so their first, the first thing they did was installed a new ventilation system. Um, and the crew uh, of Soyuz 11 then proceeded to set what was then the record for the longest stay in space um, at 22 days, uh, which was that later, that record was later broken, uh, obviously. But at the time, that was, I think, more than double the longest. Sort uh, and, of. Sort of broken. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Like I said, all verbal fillers, baby. Um, So, and during the... They they still get the record for most time in space. They they just don't get the record for most time surviving (laughs) going to space. Most time in space. If most time in space is the end of the sentence, they got it. If you add another word yeah. that uh, arrives with "belive," maybe not so much. <laughs> um, so, well, that twenty-two days was a, the mission was a success uh, in that window. Uh, part of what the cosmonauts did was they made frequent live television broadcasts that captivated people back uh, in the USSR. Uh, Patsayev became the first person to operate a telescope in space. Um, Their uh, ultraviolet telescope produced spectrograms of stars that were later published in the journal Nature. Um, They also tested things like the effect of exercise in space. Uh, They they installed a treadmill in the space station, um, but they had to stop using it because running on the treadmill made the whole space station vibrate. Um, which <laughs> that like, it does that in my apartment building gym. So like I, I identify with that. Um, 
Un- uh, yeah, yeah, I guess theoretically the space exercise is pretty negligible in terms of usefulness, though, right? I guess maybe cardio. Yeah, useful. I, yeah. I think it was mainly that and like studying the effect of exertion in space because like but even cardio has to be a lot easier when you're yeah. weightless <laughs> essentially um i don't know enough about exercise to answer this question <laughs> i just do what the machine tells me to um so on day 11 an electrical fire broke out on the space station um and that briefly caused the Soviet authorities. Uh, they did not, at the time, have like a NASA, like a centralized space agency. Um, it caused them to consider terminating the mission early. Um, but they stayed put for another 11 days. That goes back to my theory as to why the air, when they got to the space, space station, was full of smoke. Because definitely prone to electrical fires. Um, their stay was eventually cut short. Um, and on June 29th, uh, they undocked, uh, orbited the earth three times and finally sent a transmission back to mission control that they were preparing for reentry. Um, they had to conduct a seven minute burn to get on the proper reentry trajectory, uh, and controllers on the ground lost radio contact with Soyuz 11 not long after they conducted the burn. Uh, despite the loss of radio contact, radar and sensors showed a successful landing. Uh, the parachutes dis- deployed, you know, all the stuff you want in a space landing. Um, and the recovery crew got to the spacecraft, which landed in Kazakhstan. Um, and they knocked on the side and there was no response. Uh, so they opened the hatch to find all three cosmonauts, Tobrovolsky, Volkov, and Patsayev, strapped into their seats, uh, all three dead, with uh, large blue patches on their skin and uh, blood flowing from their noses and ears. Um, I truly, I misspoke earlier. I, I thought that they died in space and never got back to Earth. So maybe their record did get broken. Sorry, guys, you didn't even get that. <laughs> <laughs> well and how how long were they do you know how long they were supposed to stay up there um not offhand i could not track that down okay um it seems like not too much longer than they already did um mm. especially because people were already reticent about them being on the space station for that amount of time anyway yeah um, so if, if it was double the record maybe they thought that they could do a month yeah, that's sort of what I'm thinking, but I have nothing to base that yeah. on. Um, right. They are, the three astronauts are, to this day, uh, the only people known to have died in space. Um, I say known because that's what the <laughs> articles said. And I feel like, I feel like we would know, <laughs> like, <Yeah>. generally. Um, <laughs> if some... If some dipshit like a hundred years before the space race was able to get up there and then yeah, just and like, then oh died. no. <laughs> yeah. If fucking Ernest got into space like a hundred years ago. Yeah. Um, that is a weird, <laughs> uh, truly it's strange that the last Ernest movie was him dying in space. space. <laughs> Ernest <laughs> dies in space was a weird capper to that. <laughs> like he's just, 
in a capsule running out of oxygen singing, gee, I'm glad it's raining. And <laughs> wasting away. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's funny. I haven't seen that one. <laughs> it's a hidden it's a hidden gem. Um yeah, I only, I only like the first couple in the series because those are the ones I know. Near the end, Varney was like, can we get Oscar attention maybe? And so he tried to go with a new angle. <laughs> it was Moon before before uh, David Bowie's yeah. son made Moon. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> Um, I can't think of his name, but he's David Bowie's son. <laughs> oh, yeah, something yeah, Smith, yeah, 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 I yeah. think. I think it's something. Or yeah. Jones, it's Jones. Yes, it's something Martin Jones, maybe something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I could pull it out, but uh, he also directed the yeah. Warcraft movie. <laughs> oh damn! I did not realize that. Yeah, David Bowie's son directed the Warcraft movie. <laughs> wow. It's Duncan no, Jones. Either. Duncan Jones. Mm, yeah, Duncan. America runs on Duncan. Duncan. Uh, um, <laughs> so what? Anyway. Runs um, into the theater. <laughs> <laughs> to please. <laughs> I want a theater to myself. Um, oh, God. Um, which is also like there's the fine distinction of died in space versus died on a space mission where with things like Challenger and Columbia because those were just like in atmosphere enough that they did not die in space. Um, anyway. Uh, do they know yeah, what? My. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, oh, I was, I was just going to say, got it. Yeah. If you, if you're an astronaut or a cosmonaut and you have the option between 22 days of like most, mostly wins, you know, like and then, <laughs> yeah. uh, versus the challenger, which is just, uh, the challenger was so heartbreaking because they did all of the work of going to space and then did not, you know, didn't get any of the, the payoff, you know, they, that was so terrible. Here's the flip side, though. With the Challenger, it blew up, and that was it. These guys, they came back with blue patches on their body and blood coming out of their nose and ears and eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll... There could have been an Event Horizon situation that happened up there. <laughs> yeah. It sounds, it sounds deeply unpleasant. Uh, I don't think Brian has said... They opened it... a portal... Portal <laughs> yeah, it was Sam a Doom. Was there. This yeah. is uh, the video game Doom actually occurred, and this was the origin. <laughs> um, I don't think Brian has said what uh, supposedly happened to them. Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, oh. so, and like numerous theories were put forward at the time. Um, some people did take this up as proof that extended weightlessness was deadly. Um, other people said that the cosmonauts may have been exposed to toxic gas somehow. Um, or um, Space Ebola? Did that one ever come up? Space Ebola. Um, uh, fucking Castro. Uh, the mob. Uh, Robert Kennedy. LBJ. Uh, you know, any of, any, of these, any of these fools. The usual suspects. Robert Kennedy was dead at this point. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Where? What was... What was uh... 
what was Hillary doing at this time? May I ask? <laughs> Funny you should ask. I have a two-hour YouTube video for you to watch. Um, Jesus. Um, before any like answers came, there was the global response, uh, and people all over the world were shocked. Um, like the space race is one of those things where it is, as we've termed it before on this show a weird like dick measuring contest between the U S and the USSR. But there are also aspects of it that sort of brought out the best in the populations of both countries. Um, um, we discussed briefly on the last episode when the Apollo 13 mission was, you know, obviously in, in, in extreme danger even Russian scientists and Russian leaders came out and said that they would help in any way they could to save mm-hmm. the Apollo 13 astronauts. Um, even, um, even Richard Nixon, a uh, human trash bag, said, uh, the whole world <laughs> followed the exploits of these courageous explorers of the unknown and shares the anguish of their tragedy. Uh, but the achievements of cosmonauts Dobrovolsky, Volkov, and Patsayev remain it will, I'm sure, prove to have contributed greatly to the further achievements of the Soviet program for the exploration of space and thus to the widening of man's horizons. Um, not sure if that was Nixon because he threw no slurs in there, but anyway. <laughs> um, the cosmonauts were even uh, on the cover of the next issue of Time. Uh, and obviously the morning was keenest in the USSR um people were weeping openly in the streets partially because they had just seen 3 weeks of television broadcasts from this crew and it sort of it brought them closer to them there was also a sense that so it's kind of like if there was a season of the bachelor and then in the last episode they were all dead <laughs> <laughs> i thought I thought of uh, instead of <laughs> instead of Big Brother, it was Big Comrade. And it was uh, just you know the, having to having to see them try to navigate uh, life and love <laughs> yeah, in space, yeah. <laughs> and working together. And then yeah, they 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 die on the final challenge. It's. F- it's funny. Most houses in the Soviet Union were like real world houses in that the KGB was constantly monitoring them. Um, yeah. Cameras everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. There's always producers one. that were. <laughs> yeah. Also turning it into very similar. To, <laughs> also, most Russian houses very similar to real world houses in that there was a lot of jacuzzi fucking going on. <laughs> they very love their jacuzzi. Yeah. And they love to fucking them. <laughs> I mean, what else is a jacuzzi for? Yeah, um, it's got coos right in the title. <laughs> Again, I am not <laughs> editing this one. <laughs> um, it's got Jack U right in the name. Anyway, um, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Uh, what? What is it? What does a Frenchman in a hot tub say? Jacuzzi. <laughs> that is. That's what, that's what I got. Uh, of the jokes that have ever been told on this podcast, that is one of the ones that is most up my alley. 
<laughs> it's like extreme yeah, not narrow casting for me. Um, yeah, it takes a it takes a little little bit of uh, random knowledge of uh, cultures when it hits. Language. Oh, it's it hits so good. Um, <laughs> uh, it is very warm in here. Um, so there's also a sense that you know this was going to be sort of their national comeback in space um and sort of like a reassertion of like their genuine achievements um and sort of reclaiming their place and there was a sense that that was lost or marred uh and it was sort of hard to get back even after that um the investigation results were shared with nasa before they were shared with the russian public uh so what happened was after the seven minute burn uh, the crew fired off a series of charges, explosive charges, um, which were uh, designed to release a valve to prepare for reentry. The charges were supposed to fire sequentially. Um, there was a malfunction, and they fired all at the same time. Uh, and the force from that explosion ripped open another valve that was only supposed to be opened once they were in the atmosphere. Um, so the module rapidly decompressed. Um, this is a horrifying detail I found in one article. Uh, the cosmonauts would have had 15 seconds to close the tear before going blind and deaf from burst blood vessels. Um, yeah. Um, they died within 90 seconds, uh, of the, of the breach they were not wearing spacesuits during re-entry. Uh, and this was something that the USSR did uh, to save space in the Soyuz capsule so they could send three astronauts up instead of two. Um, and the, uh, this disaster changed that. One of their big retools after this was they designed a new spacesuit and only sent two people on the Soyuz missions until like 1980 when they just made the thing bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Soyuz and Salyut missions continued um, after the redesign, basically up until the launch of the International Space Station. Mir, um, the space station Mir was like so- uh, Salyut 7, I want to say. Um, so there was a... Um, a state funeral for Dobrovolsky, Volkov, and Patsayev, and they were buried in the Kremlin Wall necropolis. Um, I could have just said, like, tomb or something, but I saw an article that said necropolis, and I'm like, I'm fucking using that. Um, uh, American astronaut Tom Stafford was one of their pallbearers. Um, yeah. Uh, they were featured on a Soviet postage stamp. Um, among other, among other tributes, there's a, um, at their landing site, they erected like a three-sided, um, metal column with their faces. Um, I can't remember if it was sculpted or, uh, like etched onto, onto each side. Uh, that column was found, uh, in 2012 to be vandalized beyond repair. Um, and the Russia, the current Russian space agency, Roscosmos, uh, replaced it in 2013 with um, a brick one that's, I guess, sturdier because three little pigs rule. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> there are craters on the moon named after each of them. Um, and their names were included on the uh, fallen astronaut memorial plaque that was left on the moon by the crew of Apollo 15. Um, and yeah, again, to this day, they remain the only humans known to have died in space. So two asterisks <laughs> there, humans and known. Um, <laughs> one for sure an asterisk, the other, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's the uh, official story of Soyuz 11. Did you guys, um, when you guys talked about 69, did you feel uh horny at all no i'm kidding did you did you that was the original you, rough draft for the austin powers script <laughs> did you feel horny. horny at all <laughs> um no d- what did you think about the possibility that we faked it because we weren't close enough to pull it off um we weren't we weren't there yet we, I think that that got involved um, in the alternate history. Um, yeah. But officially, like, I think we no. mentioned it, but did not, uh, did not. Because uh, you can't apply can't it as, now, as but... the official version of events. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, that was what happened. Um, we also did talk about, Buzz, Buzz Aldrin punching someone who was uh, a yeah. moon landing truther or whatever yeah. they call themselves. Yeah, that's, I've, um, seen, yeah I've seen that. that that's just great. Yeah, he gets pissed. <laughs> we we touch on it in that episode. Buzz Aldrin's a weird dude <laughs> who's like, who will punch <laughs> someone for denying the moon landing, but seemed also like much more smart and capable than a lot of people at NASA thought he was. I think maybe because he called yeah. himself Buzz, that's probably like a branding error. He's like a like a nerd, but then he also partied, so he was uh, he was a wild card. Yeah, like he was the whole package. Yeah, if Stephen Hawking called himself like Spider, like no one would have taken him seriously. <laughs> a nerd who parties truly the. Huh. The Seth Cohen of of the Apollo missions. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, Wait, but, I think you could only have the one of uh, of of such a funny nickname out of the crew. Like it couldn't have been Buzz Aldrin and Spanky Armstrong, and you know, like literally all soda pop tails Rodriguez. or knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all the happy, you know, we couldn't have had a happy in the crew. It would have been it would have been too much. Russia would have left and they for and rightfully so. We would have had the crazier uh names for our astronauts. Yeah. There was also the thing where like Apollo 10, they named their like call signs for their command module and Lunar Lander were Char- uh Charlie Brown and Snoopy and NASA was like, "You're landing on the moon. You can't call them silly names." Basically. <laughs> anyway, um Lund, whenever you're ready with the alternate. Sure. So um I <laughs> earlier I meant to say that um 
just in case people are wondering, I am high as the cosmonauts <laughs> balls right now. And I, uh, I didn't, I didn't do a big deep dive on this, but I did connect a couple dots and I feel like there's something <laughs> worth exploring, which is, the, which is this. Um, and you didn't mention it, which makes me think that I'm onto something because I think you may have your own uh, agenda. Hmm. But so there was an original crew for this mission mm-hmm. that was replaced. The original crew were three different guys, Alexei Leonov, uh, Pyotr Koladin, and Valery Kubasov, otherwise known as the Kube. And <laughs> they, they were... <laughs> they oh, called him the Kube. And... Yeah, he was he was the man, all right? So uh they the mission was scrapped or they were scrapped from this mission because supposedly the Koob had uh or it was likely that he had tuberculosis. Oh. Oh, and I thought the Koob so they, was gonna, classic Koob. I honestly thought the Koob was going to play one oh. of his classic pranks. Mm. Like he kept ordering pizza during cosmonaut <laughs> oh. training and being like, "What's the problem, bro?" <laughs> Yep, kept so, yeah, pouring sugar Kube, into the, the gas Kube tank. The was a rare breed. Yeah, <laughs> the Kube, the Kube was a was a rare breed because he was everything. He he was a prankster. He was a tough guy. He was the the cut up. He he had it all right. So I what I think is likely is that he got a little too big, you know, and was ready to be a a superstar and be bigger than Russia, you know, um, he, he would have been internationally loved and, and, and would have been just made a citizen of the world, you know, and outgrown Russia. And that wouldn't have been good for, for Russia, you know? So, so they, they say that he had tuberculosis, but that I think is bullshit because there's, uh, another version of events that says, that three days before uh, he was pulled from this mission, from this launch, the Kube was at a popular uh, Russian bar called the Cosmopolitan Knot because of the drink. Uh, <laughs> and he, he's, I'm glad you clarified because of the drink and not court. the magazine. I had to make sure that, you know, it's, it's, a, it's just audio and something's lost when you can't see my face. But... <laughs> You know, and also if you could see the the logo of the bar, there's a Cosmo, you know, in a in the glass sure. with, the, yeah. with the lemon wedge. So <laughs> it sells it more if you see it. But <laughs> so he, you know, it's, it was confirmed that he, the Kube, was there holding court, and you know they're not looking sick at all. Uh, he actually won a push-up contest between uh, himself. And Ivan Jago and Zangi from Street Fighter Two, and <laughs> neither <laughs> neither of those people are real, supposedly. But this is this is the story that I have been told. Although this and is so, this is not the first uh, episode we've had where Ivan Drago and or the Rocky series <laughs> played a prominent part. <laughs> God, I think it was Apollo. I believe it. Yeah, was it thirteen or eleven? Where I think it was thirteen. Yeah, it was where thirteen with Derek Apollo Struth. thirteen was changed to the thirteenth movie in the Apollo Creed series, <laughs> and not a space mission. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, uh, hell yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I could see us getting to 11 Creed movies. <laughs> it's just generational. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, would, I, would, I, I honestly fuck uh, with that. But I'm sorry, I didn't, uh, didn't mean to interrupt, but yeah, it's a strange bleed. No, no. Um, well, yeah, so basically what I'm trying to say is that the coup was set to become bigger than even uh, these, these Russian folk heroes that we know. Um, the Baba Yaga, etc. Like <laughs> the rock. <laughs> he would have been like the rock. You know, the Russian rock. Mm-hmm. Basically, he would have been Dwayne Johnson, the coup. And uh, yeah, he, he got yanked and benched by Russia. And he plotted his revenge, which was he was waiting for the replacement crew when they came back through the atmosphere. He was in, I don't know where they landed, but he, I think it was the Kazakhstan. You know, the, Kazakhstan, Ocean. home of Borat. Kazakh- oh, they yeah they. So he was ready for him. He was waiting, and so you know he 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 finished the job basically. I don't know if uh, <laughs> if they would have if the three men would have survived reentry, but the coup made sure that they didn't. If they did, it wasn't for very long, and. Man, he went from I a prankster like to like a serious to a to yeah. a murderer so quickly. Really, really upped his game. <laughs> well, I mean, he he was wronged, man. He was yeah, he was yeah. unfairly uh, held back by the country that he loves so much. I think and that's so, actually the plot of Joker. You know, it is. Yeah. <laughs> he it is unfortunate that these uh, that these three men had to die, but. The coup, you know, he needed blood in order to <laughs> feel like he was, uh, you know, that he was able to to get revenge, and so you know that that was the price that had to be paid. But I hope that eventually history can fondly remember the coup because he was a shit. He could skateboard answer, and uh, he was he was good looking, but he wasn't a dick. I mean, except for the murder part, which like. <laughs> well, I'm saying he he was turned into a murderer. No, by, sure, 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 sure. By sure. Mother Russia, <laughs> by his family. Get, it's, it's not fair. All of us He's get just one, one man. Everybody gets one triple murder on a mulligan. It's gonna happen in your life. You just gotta accept it. I would, I would say, if you asked a hundred people whether they forgive forgave the coup, if they knew him well, they then they they would have because they would have known he wouldn't have he wouldn't have been driven to that point if it weren't for extreme circumstances, and that included. I mean, because he was he was supposed to be on whatever flight or mission would have happened in like seventy five. So it was four years after what should have been like, and he would have been a part of the. I don't know that that uh, they would have had to cut the mission short if the Coob was up there uh, and able to take a look at things. <laughs> I thought for a second you were going to say he was going to be on Carson, but... Uh, <laughs> he was. He was. <laughs> he was he would have called over to the couch to, after doing his five. He was supposed to do stand up on Carson, that's right. <laughs> When uh, when Joan Rivers was hosting, he, and mm. then he would have killed it, so he would have been able to come back when Johnny was hosting, 
and he would have been invited to the couch, and who knows, he he probably would have. Uh, we wouldn't have had Jay know. Leno then, you know. We, yeah. It would have been the Tonight we Show with Coon. Had, I mean, fucking Carlin who? We wouldn't Carlin have who? <laughs> the Coob is the godfather of comedy. <laughs> he was I'm also smooth, just, man. He connect. He connected with people. I'm thinking of just like how easy it would be to do skateboard tricks on a space station. Because like these these nerds are running on the treadmill, <laughs> yeah, just eternally, yeah, yeah. just always eternally flipping. flipping. The Coob came up with the, and you know, you know, I think the Coob originally came up with Hickory Dickory Dock. <laughs> I think that was a Coob. <laughs> oh yeah, that's classic Coob. Yeah, Coob man. <laughs> He, 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 you know, he was tough because his name was Valerie in, you know, in the time when any, <laughs> any weak, any type of weakness perceived or otherwise was, uh, you know, was uh, potentially disastrous. He turned into a positive, goes by the coob, you know. And, it's a classic uh, boy named nobody... Sue. Yeah, no, I was going to say, That's yeah, he right. wrote, didn't he write uh, a song about his life called A Boy Named Valerie? And then. Shell Silverstein, that fucking plagiarist comes along. <laughs> Damn. Uh, I did not read that, but I, like I said, I I was pretty high when I tried to <laughs> research this. But I got distracted well, a few I, times. Can I ask you one last question about the Coob? Sure. Uh, yeah. Do you know what became of him after his triple murder? So. I think what happened, what Russia, uh, what the Soviet Union said was that he was captured and imprisoned in Siberia. But I think that that is also suspect because no chains can hold the coup. So I think that he was able to escape. And I don't know that he, I don't know that he surfaced because I think he realized that he wasn't going to be able to uh last you know survive if he were uh if he were to try to prove that russia was lying you know so um i hope whatever he's doing he's happy i can imagine him you know giving tours of islands uh you know in the <laughs> tropics or you know, yeah island tours. Could be- it's basically the end of shawshank really <laughs> yeah, he's on Zihuatanejo. Yeah, <laughs> kicking it with Red. With Red, it's friend Red. Red scare. <laughs> and, <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I think. Yeah, I think what it is is definitely a Shawshank Redemption type of happy ending, where he had to crawl through a river of shit, but he came out clean on the other side. The coup. The difference being ever, in this one, shining like a dime. The key difference between this and Shawshank Redemption being that he did indeed commit the murders. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, he popped those blood vessels with his bare hands. Uh, 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 Nathan, thank you. Sure. Hey, thank you. <laughs> um, I guess before Let's we move let on... Let the people decide, but I... I spoke truth. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll also put up a secondary, uh, secondary poll. That's do you forgive the coob? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the coob up to? Any, it's any, anybody's guess. It's so close to the cube, which sounds like a sci-fi novels deity that they made up. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's just the Borg. <laughs> yeah. Um, His origin story, yeah, transcends space and time. <laughs> I just, I'm picturing him as like a weird half machine, half like Spuds McKenzie type. Um. Anyway, yeah, you got the you got the space race, but then what what about the time race? <laughs> <laughs> uh, perfect. That's a story or two. Um, <laughs> before we move on to judgment, uh, listeners, if you have time, uh, throw us a written review on your podcast app of choice. Uh, just write five stars. Tell us how you feel about the cube, um, or if you are the cube, rate uh, five stars and then write. Five stars. <laughs> um, but down, genuinely, adding text helps us get traction. So write five stars. Mm. Write your favorite story about the Kube. Mm. Do whatever you write want. how the Kube has affected your life. Yeah. Um, uh, you could also leave us a comment or ask us a question at revisionistpodcast.com or uh, reach us on... Uh, Twitter or Instagram. Uh, I think Facebook still, I deactivated my Facebook a while ago, but the page should still be there. I think it still exists for sure. I saw a notification saying we got a fan recently. (laughs) I also got a notification uh, for someone tagging us incorrectly because they were looking for a band called the revisionists, but tagged our podcast instead. Ted Leo and the revisionists. Any, yeah, any, any publicity is good. Um, anyway, um, yeah, like we said at the top, um, donate if you can, uh, give blood if you can, um, and just vote, yeah, vote, uh, and especially if you're white, try to be an empathetic person and listen to what people are saying. Yeah, shut up a little bit. That's a good call. Um, shut up your mouth. <laughs> hey, what's the matter, <laughs> you? You know what? <laughs> the Coob may have committed that triple murder, but he was fucking woke about race and he knew when to shut his fucking mouth. <laughs> Be right. like the Coob. <laughs> um, he, le- he coined the term less is more. <laughs> yeah. Um... Cool, uh, but judgment uh, for this episode falls to you, Zach. Yeah, um, honestly, uh, obviously, this is a very sad story that involves three horrific-sounding deaths. Um, <laughs> but I can't. I just can't walk away from the idea of a of a uh, um, a, a murderer. An escape, a, a free murderer who's a combination between Ferris Bueller and Andy Dufresne <laughs> living somewhere out in the world right now. Um, yes. I think I've got to go with the alternate on this one. i got to go with the Coob. Uh, um, voting is now open on uh, our Patreon if you bought your right to vote there. Um, and stay tuned to our Instagram story next week for the final final poll uh but uh lund thank you so much for joining us for sure that was a great time you guys are very funny oh you're very funny uh i didn't mean to do the the drunk socialite <laughs> paw that's um, oh yeah i just i charmed you <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god it i is got like, you a flutter 
it is a million degrees in here right now. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna pass out, and we're gonna say it's the vapors, and you're gonna hit your head. Ooh. Oh my! It's like I'm a fucking Tennessee Williams play. Um, <laughs> Zach, thank you as always. Of course, thank you. All right, for everyone here at the Revisionists, I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. Uh, have a good time. Yeah, Coob, if you're out there, hit us up. May 30th, 1806. Andrew Jackson kills Charles Dickinson in a duel, a record for the fewest people killed by Andrew Jackson. Uh, one more. May, <laughs> May 30th, 1868. The first Memorial Day is observed in the U.S. The original pitch, Veterans Day, but more of a bummer. Okay, that's all. That's all right. what I got. <laughs> May 30th, 1536. King Henry VIII marries Jane Seymour, a lady-in-waiting to his first two wives, and she really earns her high school superlative of least likely to be decapitated. <laughs> May 30th, 1431. The Hundred Years' War. In Rowan, France, the 19-year-old Joan of Arc is burned at the stake by the English-dominated tribunal. The Roman Catholic Church remembers this day as a celebration of St. Joan of Arc, which entails the Pope tweeting a picture of Joan with the hashtag girlboss. <laughs>